0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Tuesday, March 23rd, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and we've got a six-game NBA DFS slate for you today. Coach, are you ready for a Takedown Tuesday?
1: I am ready for Takedown Tuesday. Uh, We had Takedown Sunday, which was fun, and then yesterday, uh, congratulations on your side, you put out some Really strong lineups, Uh, FanDuel both main slate and after hours, and uh, a nice clipboard, so appreciate you carrying the load. My, My lineup didn't quite make it yesterday, but now I'm mad, so I'm coming out punching today. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I, I stuck with the the Milwaukee
0: chalk, and it, it paid off. Drew Holiday was the man. Oh my gosh, he Milwaukee went crazy. in general was just phenomenal. First quarter, forty eight points. Drew had a yeah. shot to get to fifty and he missed it. But man, they just could not miss. And and Middleton was strong. Portis was good. Uh, stuck with him even though he was coming off the bench. So yeah, good uh, good yeah. night last
1: night, and uh, let's let's hammer it today. Absolutely fired up. So All right. six You games, want me to hit? Yeah, I can hit day one or Doing. day one. Game one uh, each, on day one. Today is day one to me. <laughs> hey, every day is day one and every game is
0: is game one. They they're all right. they're all important. One at a right time. Right
1: now we're we're all tied at zero, right that's now. That's right. So we start we're fresh. Literally T dash one, right? <laughs> we're all T <T-1>. one. <laughs> all
0: right. That's if you play.
1: Way... You gotta play yeah, to be T one. That's exactly right. Uh The first game is a 7 o'clock game, so we don't get that extra time today, but that's cool. We get the the regular start time. It is the Denver Nuggets, who are 25-17 and against the Orlando Magic, who are in all kinds of trade talks. I've heard uh, Vuk's been a little off the table, but it sounds like Fournier and Gordon are really heating up and may move. So we'll see how that rolls. Uh, At 14-28, and they do need to make some changes, that's for sure. Uh, Right now, they're both on the uh, first night of a back-to-back, just to complicate things a little bit there. Um, As far as pace, nothing to write home about to say the least. Denver is all the way down, Andrew, to 29th now. So how do you pay up for all this Joker and Murray stuff here when Denver just keeps playing slower and slower? It's concerning. Um, Orlando is 19th, and then uh, defensively, there's there's some promise here with them them being 19th and 20th. So, defense is nothing to write home about. Surprise, really, that Denver's eight games over 500 uh, with just a very average defense. Um, Monte Morris remains out, and then we have three Orlando players uh, that are questionable. Bomba. Uh, Chase and Randall and Terrence Ross. And that's the other guy, by the way. Ross now, Fournier and um, Gordon all could be moved. I I think they're going to make some serious changes there and reshuffle the deck. So, you know, unfortunately, today and tomorrow, uh, we're going to have to really, really watch and be careful with uh, these trades and, you know, see who's going to sit, who has to clear who's in the rumors this you know you can make a a huge uh, positive uh, deal out of these these trade times if you're just following what's going on and anticipating a step or two ahead because not only do you not get stuck uh, playing a guy or rostering a guy then you have to switch last second because he's going to be traded or sit uh, but you can find some tremendous value in the backups that get plugged in and and log the big minutes And then we'll probably have a lot of that on Thursday and Friday with the trades already have been completed and teams having to pass their physical and and all of that. So, you know, it, for some people it's like, okay, these next four days are going to be a pain because of all of that going on. I love it. You know, you throw more into the mix that changes it for just the average player. They don't have time. They don't have, you know, the, the, skill set really to follow all of this and determine where those minutes and usage are going to go. So I want to start off by saying that because Orlando is one of the teams that's right in the heart of that. And, uh, we're going to take advantage of it here at coach talk. So this is the time DFScoachTalk.com. You can sign up for as little as three days for a $10 pass, uh, or th- $10 for a three day pass is what I was trying to say. And, um, we have our baseball coming up. We announced last night, April first through November first, the MLB Full Access package that we have here at Coach Talk. It's awesome because you get everything that we offer. Uh, it's we're calling it the MLB Access All Access because it runs throughout the MLB season, but you also get our other pro pros working with you in basketball, football. Uh, and golf, along with the baseball, so it's an awesome offer. We'd love for you to jump in and take advantage of it. All right, the game itself—you uh, know, a d- couple of things you can look at here is again the pace concerns me, but the defense isn't good. I, I don't feel comfortable going all the way up to the the Joker unless it's a major pace-up game anymore because he's so expensive, and I know he pays off a lot, but. You know, 52, 53 DFS points isn't going to get it done anymore. You know what I'm saying, Andrew, or am I being too picky here? Well, it's an important
0: consideration for Jokic because he's expensive. I'm, right. Uh, I'm I'm leaning towards playing him because of all the value on this slate. Okay. Um, but I agree. I mean, the pace for both teams does concern me.
1: Yeah, and it's the thing is, I mean, he very seldom uh, doesn't get you know, close to five X, but for the Joker to get like eight X, what, what is that? Like 85? Yeah. I believe I'm not expecting eight so, X nine uh, in this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of I'd those take six to seven though. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sort of like the pricing now with he and Harden and Luke and a few of the guys, they, they're they starting to get them priced so high that it definitely limits their ceiling. And, and it sounds bizarre cause they're the three highest scoring guys, but it does. So it's, you know, in games like this to me where it's just not the, the perfect game uh, really script, it, it concerns me. But I get it. I mean, sometimes you just need those 55 or 58 and just move on down the road for sure. Uh, but I'm going to look elsewhere. I think, you know, there's a couple of guys here that I think are decently priced. I think Will Barton has just consistently performed at a, at a good level. Michael Porter Jr., has also stepped up his game sort of like where those two sit uh, a little bit here from the price standpoint. And then the on the Orlando side, you know, there's certainly some confusion there with what's going to happen, but you know, I'll tell you the guy that I know he's points dependent, but man has Fournier been shooting the ball and scoring the ball. Um, he's slightly into consideration. I don't like his price that much, but if he is going to play and there's no trade issues there, I do think he deserves a look because uh, he is firing at will right now. I don't know if it's to impress to raise his trade value or what, but it's worth uh, a glance to me. Uh, Vuk on the other side, the Vuk and Yoke battle, I think, is legit. Uh, You know, you got two really, really talented guys, but they're two really expensive guys. So not going to go there today, but wouldn't blame anybody uh, that did. So... Not my favorite game by any stretch, but I do think there are a few little value one-off nuggets here that you can uh, use to round out your lineup. What do you think? Yeah, when I circled back through the slate, uh, my
0: initial reaction had been, you know, bit of a dud game because of the, you know, the the pace that you mentioned. But in comparison to the other games on this slate, it's not as bad as it normally would be for me. So I, I I'm focused more on these bad defenses. Okay. And and the big minutes that, that Denver starters played and Jokic's incredible performance, obviously. And again, the value on the slate, which I'm hoping will allow me to pay up for Jokic. And the secondary guy I agree with you on, as, as Barton, uh, I noticed that uh, his aggressive trend since the All-Star break has been uh, significant. He has had six straight games where he's attempted at least seven three-pointers. And That's crazy. You remember earlier in the season he'd have some games where he took six, seven shots total. Exactly, total if that. Right. Yeah. Very inconsistent, not very involved, but he has really regrouped and he's on a mission and uh, and shooting it well too. So I like Barton, and I've also noticed in recent weeks that there's been a strong correlation on the higher output games, but with Barton and Jokic together, and it's no big surprise with Jokic, you know, flirting with ten assists a night and Barton uh, out there getting more shots up, they're going to connect more often now on three-pointers or the backdoor cut. So i like uh, both of those guys together. Um, you know, you could look at one of the other Denver starters. I don't like the bench um, on this one. I do want to mention that Millsap got 30 minutes in the last game, which is noteworthy for him. He hasn't been doing too much, but uh, something to keep an eye on if, if he can get more involved offensively. I'm with, with you, man. With Orlando, I'm. I'm not going to go to Vuk because I'd rather just pay the extra thousand or so for for Jokic. Right. And you know, with all, if if all those guys are out that you mentioned, maybe a value play for Orlando. I'm not quite as excited about that side, but Ennis uh, is really cheap. If if something comes up with trade issues and and Aaron Gordon's not going to play, and Ennis is starting in the three K range. Uh, you know, that that's a little bit under the radar because he was out there for a while, but he's back in the lineup now, and he's shooting 47% on three-pointers this year. Wow. So uh, there's a guy that could help you get to, a, to somebody like Jokic. But for me, it's going to be uh, probably a couple nuggets and then head on to the next one.
1: Sounds good.
0: All right, that next game is at 7.30. It's Washington in New York in the Big Apple to take on the Knicks. 224 total here on on betus.com.pa, our presenting sponsor, and the Knicks are favored by two and a half. We How have, about that? Yeah, Knicks yeah.
1: starting to be favorites in
0: games. <laughs> <laughs> so these guys uh, are, are going to play again on Thursday. So get used to this matchup, and they have played once before. New York's pace one out in that one. Again, this is the contrast in pace. Washington number one in the NBA. New York last at 30th, and yep. when they played before, they combined for only 200 points. Now, Beal did not play in that one, uh, but other than that, um, you know, Thibodeau's got to be feeling good. where He was successful, uh, you know, limiting Washington with their pace. Westbrook had a near triple-double that day, and Coach, you've been all over him and, and uh, you know, Gosh. talking about how aggressive he's been since he missed the All-Star game. So, you know, he's he's on my radar here again as a potential pay-up. It's only a six-game slate, and he's one of the big stars uh, in the lead for me. I'm going to lean towards him over Beal. Beal will likely face a lot of Bullock defense, and uh, that's going to be a, a tough sledding for him. Yeah. Um, so Westbrook, uh, you know, I like his spot here, his, his aggressiveness. Uh, Rui... Uh, continues to be a, a focus for me as Bertans continues to be out. Right. Uh, Rui just played forty minutes against Brooklyn, and uh, that's the the key thing for him is does he have the minutes? And without Bertans, he's locked into more minutes and more shots. So I like I like Rui here as a possibility. And then Alex Len is a a possible value play at center. He's still really cheap, coming off twenty nine minutes, twenty points and nine rebounds. Won't be an easy situation for him with Noel and and uh, Mitchell Robinson, who's probable to play. Uh, but on DraftKings, if you want to play two centers, you, you could look there. On the New York side, we've got a lot of fun uh, issues to sort through with the, the questionable tags, don't we? We've got Peyton Jeez. questionable. Rose is back in. Uh, and quickly is probable with an ankle designation. So... I have Rose listed as doubtful. Well, he's no longer in the COVID nineteen protocols, so
1: okay. he's cleared to go. Uh, I'll I'll look it up when you're finishing because okay. that is a huge piece of information, and I I had checked it. I just want to make sure it's right because, as we know, that point guard situation is so volatile there with uh the changes so let me see
0: it is so i'm going to try to help us sort through the possibilities here if you look at the last game quickly started and played 26 minutes and then off the bench nilakina played 18 and burks played 30 and he played in crunch time right uh, and into overtime he was really the primary ball handler in that overtime loss to philly so that was the rotation there if Peyton comes back and starts uh, that throws everything off, maybe quickly goes back to the bench and they split minutes. If Rose is in the mix, then Neil Aquina probably doesn't even play. Burks probably won't get to thirty minutes. So I could see this situation being where nobody gets more than twenty-four. And you know, although it's a great matchup against Washington, I think there might be a little bit uh, too much uncertainty for me to go to to go to anybody in the in the New York backcourt tonight. So um, I would look more towards R.J. Barrett or Randall. They're the guys who usually are locked into 36 minutes plus. And Randall, he was great against Washington when they met earlier. And then in that yeah. game, that last game against Philly, I had a fun, uh, I enjoyed watching him down the stretch because he was really intense. You know, getting upset about no calls, and then he had that uh, the three to get him to overtime, and then he had the chance to win it, went in and out. Uh, so I think he's going to be. Continued to be motivated. I mean, this guy is—he's played awesome this year. Big minutes, very consistent. Uh, so Randall would be another pay-up uh, uh, option here. I—I I don't think you can really go wrong with RJ Barrett or Randall in this matchup. So although it could be a lower total because of New York, uh, I do think I'll end up spending—you uh, know—significant portion of my salary here.
1: You know, I'm exactly with you. Uh, I know really the battle of the pace was one last time by New York and they slowed it down and, and, you know, created what they wanted to do. I just think the, the scenario is different here. There's different personnel for a few, both of the teams, a few guys that are getting minutes that weren't and vice versa. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to pay up here as well. And I'll tell you right now, I just, I don't really care who they're playing at this point or what his price is, but There's no one in the league playing harder than Russell Westbrook right now. And I know I I sound like a broken record, but I I just keep rostering him and he keeps smashing it every game. And, you know, this is a a game in New York, you know, high, high profile game. Everybody likes playing, uh, you know, in the garden. And it's I I just think Westbrook's a great play again. And I agree with you. I think Bullock is just nasty defensively and he is going to be shadowing Bill. And when Beale's shadowed, you know, it adds to Westbrook's uh, definitely his usage. So I'm on him on that side. I think Rui Hashimura has to be in a consideration because his price remains very fair for them the massive run that he's getting. And I hate to say it, but I had him on the clipboard this weekend and he killed it. And as Alex Len is playing good basketball? He and Westbrook seem to have really gelled. He's getting a lot of pick-and-roll stuff, a lot of lobs to lend. So at a, at a cheap price, I think he's he's in play here. So this could be a stackable game for me because I'll tell you my two... Uh, two of my favorite plays on the entire slate are both on the Knicks. I love R.J. Barrett. I love Julius Randle. I think this this matchup fits them. I don't think they they can stop Randle. Uh, you know, I think he's... You know, going to have one of his massive games where he contributes even in the periphery. And RJ Barrett has quietly been fantastic the last month. He has been the guy that's made a big difference for them as far as his increase in in minutes. He took he took a little back step about a month ago in minutes for some reason. I don't know if Thibodeau was trying to wake him up or what, but he had a few games at like 20 minutes, 22 minutes. But since then, he's like, that's not going to work for me. So he's scoring more, assisting more, rebounding more. And I just, you know, I think Washington is going to sell out on really trying to push the ball. You know, Neto comes in as a backup to Westbrook and he pushes the ball too. So uh, I like the pace in this game. I'm not afraid uh, of the number or from the, the last game. And this will be the key game for me right off the, the bat, 30 minutes in, with Westbrook, a possibility of either Hoshimor or Len, and then, uh, like I say, two of my uh, highlighted concrete guys in uh, Baird and Randall. And just going to hope this game uh, plays out the way I see it. Excellent. All right. I'm going to dive into game the next game. And this is, this is bizarre, Andrew. Would you believe me <clears> – <throat> if I told you that the the lousy Pelicans are a six-point favorite over the Lakers? (laughs) Yeah. Well, what if... Six and a half. What if two years ago,
0: uh, we had said, you know, in in two years we'll have a TNT game between these teams, and AD and LeBron are both going to be in the Lakers, and neither one's going to be playing, and Ball is going to be questionable, but probably not playing, because they're going to trade him. Uh, I mean... What a what a switcheroo from a couple years ago.
1: It mind boggling. If you were in a, a time warp for two years or whatever, and you looked at this, you'd say, wait a minute, Ingram, Pelicans, Ball, what's going on here? Yeah, right. it's crazy stuff. But um yeah, I mean six and a half and uh two twenty-one is the number. Pace they're eighteenth and seventeenth. Lakers remain first defensively, and the Pelicans are a pathetic twenty-eighth. So I like this game a lot, man. I, I I really do. I mean, you know, if you look at the whole slate, like look at these games coming up. Of course, everybody, their brother and their brother is going to be, you know, targeting this Brooklyn-Portland game. And I get it. It should be the highest zone. But as far as I'm concerned, these the two games after this that we talk about, Phoenix-Miami and Philly-Golden State, I almost want to skip That's they just don't fit into DFS picture, in my opinion. So what I want to do is, you know, build off the Washington Knicks game with this Lakers Pelicans game and then finish up basically with Brooklyn, Portland. So giving you the full way I looked at this picture today was almost making it a four game slate in my brain here because of what I think the possibilities are. So in this game right off the bat, I mean, I don't respect the Pelicans defense. I I doubt ball plays, and I do expect him to get traded. Uh, And again, I don't know if that's a bad thing for the Pelicans because Hart plays well. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, I've been backing for the last two years. I think he should start in this league, to be honest with you. And uh, so, I mean, I don't think it hurts them whatsoever. I think there's a lot of guys you can consider in this game. But I do have one one small concern that it's not making this a huge stackable game for me is Vogel knows they're shorthanded. He knows that the Pelicans are poor defensively, but he also, I believe, wants to shorten the game, you know, with with his main guys out, try to make it more of a half court possession game. Let their half court defense shine because, yes, Davis was a massive blow to lose uh, for defensively, but he's been out a while. And, of course, LeBron, you know, can step it up and defend well at times. But they still have the core of their tough-nosed defense in there. Caldwell Pope and Matthews are lockdown kind of guys. Uh, Morris, at times, just with his physicality, is tough. And Kuzma, he's long and rangy. He's really improved. So, you know, defensively, they're okay. So I'm thinking Vogel slows this, tries to slow this game down and not let the Pelicans get out and run and let's because if Zion's going downhill, filling a lane, you're dead. And if get you try of, to take get the out of that lane, get out of you're that you're definitely lane. dead. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. <clears throat> Mack truck. So, you know, I, I'm going to be cautious with who I'm looking at here, but I do like Kuzma. I think that he's certainly in place. Schroeder deserves mention also. And Morris has been steady for me. I, I think. He's been a surprise. I like his brother a lot better, Marcus, with the Clippers. But Marquise stepped up too and played a lot of big and and get some rebounds. So not out of the question and good value. Uh, On the Pelican side, you know, of course, you can look at Ingram or Williamson or both. But I, I don't see how you can afford both in a game, again, that I think slows down. So I'm looking more at the value for the Pelicans. Uh, and, and going back to the well again, looking at Josh Hart, I mean, he just seems to come in and he's effective and he gets it done. I also, if ball is is confirmed out, I, I like Nikhil Alexander-Walker again as a really great super value play uh, that, you know, can can put up DFS points quickly. I know there's a little bit of, of uh, concern there, but if he's named as a starter... Uh, and ball sits, I, I don't think you have to really worry because he's going to get it done. So uh, I'd like to pick and choose some guys. Right now the tops on my radar uh, more than likely are Kuzma, uh, Schroeder, and then the, the values of uh, Na and Hart. Okay. I'm pretty similar
0: in that I, I like this game in general. Nikhil Ale- Alexander-Walker is going to be locked in for me on both sites Love his price, his opportunity. I don't think there's any chance Lonzo's going to play. The Pelicans are off until Friday, which is right after the trade deadline. So I think he sits out. They figure out if they're going to trade him. I think you can feel pretty confident that na nah will start. So lock him in. Uh, it's funny. When they played before this year, everything was different because LeBron was playing, AD was playing, and Gasol was playing. And wow. Gasol, Gasol's still doubtful, so he probably won't play again tonight. The only thing that was kind of funny is that Nikhil Alexander-Walker actually started that game, and Schroeder played on the other side. So we we kind of had that matchup, and he he did fine. He was 12-3-2. He only played 20 minutes. But in the game, uh, last game against Denver with Lonzo out, Nikhil Alexander-Walker played 31 minutes, got up 15 shots, scored 20. Very solid. Uh, And so at, at his price in the 4K range, I think you have to play him. I like uh, Ingram to go along with him on that side in in okay. that in that Denver game. Ingram looked like you want him to look down the stretch. Uh, first yeah. of all, they were running everything through him in crunch time. He was driving to the hole aggressively and uh, really taking advantage of the fact that Lonzo wasn't out there. Um, you know, 36 and eight. I mean, that's a great line for Ingram, and he's still in the 7K range on both sides, so I like him. Hart makes a lot of sense, too. Um, you know, the problem is on, on FanDuel, they're both small forwards. And there's a yeah, lot I, of small ridiculous. forwards. Yeah and, yeah, and there's a lot of small forwards on FanDuel, FanDuel that I like today. I mean, Kuzma on the other side is one of them. And yeah. we've already talked about R.J. Barrett. Uh, is a small forward. It, it goes on and on and on. So that's yeah. the challenge there. On the Lakers side... Um, Schroeder and Kuzma, you know, have to be the two guys you start with, like you said, but those guys, along with most of the other key guys for the Lakers that were in your awesome lineup on the weekend, they've all been priced up on both sides. It's yeah. it's no more value time for, for the Lakers with these guys out. I mean, even no. even KCP, who has lived in the 3K range forever, he's even moved up to the four K range. But Schroeder, yeah. 66 to 700, 7K. Kuzma mid six ks. How about Montrez Harrell
1: seventy five hundred on Fanduel? That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, they really did it. Uh, super adjust with yep. since LeBron went down. They didn't went after AD went down, but once right. LeBron did, they they moved everybody way up. But I will mention too. I agree with you that a lot of these guys are going to fall into that small forward power forward area. That's where you get the advantage when you play in DraftKings or Yahoo. You can multiple, you know, put multiple guys in, but Stinking Fanduel when they stack everybody in small forward, it it becomes a real headache. It does, it does. And then Taylor Horton Tucker,
0: six thousand. I mean, he's a shooting. Nothing guard. wrong with him. Nothing yeah. wrong with him, but but pretty expensive. And the only guy that's getting good minutes now for the Lakers that's cheap is is Caruso. He's thirty six hundred still on Fanduel as a point guard. So yeah. there there's a potential value play you could look at and. When we're since we're talking about backup point guards, I will mention Kyra Lewis Jr., the backup for the Pelicans. He's minimum price on both sites. He got the 17 minutes that uh, Walker was sitting. He could easily hit value uh, because he he didn't do a lot against Denver, but he's a lead guard. He's he's got some size. He'll score it. He'll 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 distribute. Uh, so don't be surprised if he hits value as well.
1: Nice, nice GPP sneaky play.
0: That's right. All right, let's go to the second half of the slate. Phoenix and Miami, 8 o'clock tip. And uh, the Heat uh, are are at home here, and it's a a 215.5 total. Lowest on the board. Phoenix favored by a a point and a half. We have the really slow pace here, 27 and 25. We've got the great defense, 6th and 4th. The only thing that's good here is Phoenix and their seventh-ranked offense. So this is, uh, like you said, a game on paper that we want to avoid. In terms of the news, we have uh, Abdel Nader probable for Phoenix. On the Miami side, we have Dragic and Bradley questionable. Now, I don't see myself getting involved here very much, Coach. I do want to mention that with the Phoenix guys, in their last game, I think it was the first time all season on FanDuel that Chris Paul, Booker, and Aiden all had over 40 fantasy points.
1: So I, it has to have been the first time. Yeah.
0: I we'll look it up, but I, I agree with you. It was surprising. Yeah, it finally happened. And the one of the reasons I mentioned it is because I was surprised about Aiden's price here on DraftKings. He's fifty nine hundred. And I know he's yeah. going against Bam, but that's that kind of got me to stop and look at it a little bit. You know, on a game where I was thinking I, I might just pass it. So that, that's a price that I wanted to mention. And then we've got Jay Crowder in a little bit of a revenge game here. And on FanDuel, he's only 3900 as a power forward. I like that uh, possibility. Phoenix is another team that, that went heavy minutes for their starters recently. Some of these teams settling in uh, after the All-Star break here with guys in that 33-36 to 36 minute range, guys off the bench not getting as many minutes. You know Denver was like that. We mentioned them earlier in the slate. Phoenix the same way, and I yeah. mentioned that because I'm not going to touch the Phoenix bench. N- not only are they getting fewer minutes here, but we've got Cam Johnson back in the mix to go along with Sarge. Oh, by the way, they have Torrey Craig now. Talk about some defensive depth for this Phoenix team. I mean, that is that is beautiful for what it they're be trying a to accomplish. Tough out in the
1: playoffs, you Absolutely. know, with that Stone Cold D.
0: Yep. And Chris Paul and Booker are decent prices in the 7K range. So, you know, you could look at them in a GPP, but, um, you know, maybe just a value play like Crowder on on the Phoenix side. On the Miami side, um, Butler has been awesome. And he's back down to a a somewhat reasonable price on FanDuel at 95. He was up uh, 10.5 and and
1: above. That was ridiculous. I played him anyway. I said, screw it. uh, In his last time, I said, you want to. Price him out for everybody? I'm playing him. <laughs> right. Um, there could be a bench guy for, for Miami that I might go to here.
0: Uh, Hero is a nice price, and he got back to his normal self with Dragic and Bradley out in the last game. Right. And then uh, Ariza, uh, let's not forget that he's involved About now. That. His first game, he only played six minutes, but then last game, he got 19 he's cheap over on DraftKings and not on FanDuel. And uh, Iguadala, you know, he's getting good minutes still, but uh, there's a couple other guys I like more as value plays on FanDuel. So probably a value play like Crowder
1: or Hero or a pass. Yep. Yeah, good, good job. I You know, for me, this will be quick. You know, I sort of hinted about it earlier, but you know, I just, way too many variables here that don't play into my game script. Um, the the Vegas total's low. Phoenix, uh, you know, is loaded. They don't have anybody out. They had added guys. They're on a road trip. It's the first night of a back-to-back. Uh, all kinds of stuff there that just screams, you know, Monty will use a lot of bench and just, just don't like it at all. Um, on the Miami side, You know, it would be nice to know with Dragic and Bradley, if they're both in or even one of them's in, I don't know about you, but when you look at Miami, I don't know how they're going to play everybody. They're like 12 deep of rotation guys. Somebody's going to get shafted here pretty soon and not get any minutes. But, you know, you talk about loading up the wagons on defense as well with having Ariza and when when Bradley's healthy, they're going to be stone cold killers on defense as well. Yep uh but offensively you know bam is is great butler's great but not in a matchup like this you got two like you said of the six slowest teams in the league and then you have two of the the five slowest paced teams in the league so you got slow pace great defense uh i just don't see why you'd want to pay up for any of these guys it's way too risky And, you know, I don't even like the value plays because of the depth of these two teams. Now, the only thing I will say is the point you made was good. If Bradley and Drogic are out, you can think about Tyler Hero. He's usually the guy, especially when Drogic is out of the rotation that picks up the slack. Kendrick Nunn's been sort of comatose the last couple of weeks. He hasn't done much of anything. So, you know, Hero would get a slight consideration if those guys are both out, but... This will be an easy pass game for me. I think it's a fantastic basketball game uh, to watch with two great coaches, some good veterans, some great defenders. I mean, a a really enjoyable game to watch as a basketball fan, but certainly not as a DFS player. Yes, sir. All right, how about Philly and Golden State? How about 10 o'clock? So we got two 10 o'clock games which is perfect for our little after-hours get-together we have, putting that lineup in, so we're fired up. We do that, by the way, with our members uh, every night. It's been so successful. We've put our main slate in, uh, and remember, with with Coach Talk, you get a full lineup in FanDuel and Yahoo, and then you get the the wonderfully uh, copied but never exactly replicated (laughs) Coach's clipboard uh, with the highlighted core. That comes out, and then when we get to the after-hours uh, slate, uh, generally we'll, we'll throw in a couple of hybrid FanDuel after-hours uh, full lineups and uh, possibly a core four uh, for DraftKings if you're going to play the late slate. So jump aboard. Right now is the time baseball uh, package starts in a week. It's, it's a terrific offer. Seven full months of Coach Talk. And you can pay it in two payments. Just go to DFSCoachTalk.com, and you can sign up right there. Uh, it launched last night, and our man uh, Brett Trimble added that to our uh, website. So you can jump on there and take advantage of it. And if you're not sure and you want to try a few days before baseball kicks off here or tips off, or what would it first pitch? I don't know what you call baseball. Play ball. <laughs> Play ball. So before that starts, you could do the the three three day for ten bucks, not ten days for three bucks, like I said <laughs> earlier. But uh, all right, Philadelphia and Golden State, Phillies thirty and thirteen, which is impressive with all the injuries and different COVID things they've had. Warriors are twenty two and twenty one, so they're fighting and scratching and clawing. We all know that Curry is out, which makes a big all these shuffle here. Both Currys. Um,
0: Unfortunately, what a yeah bummer. both
1: Currys. That's right, both Currys. That's nuts. You know, we this would have been a, a fun time to be able to. I there I, one of these days I'm going to have both Currys, both Morris's, both Martins. Just make it all brothers lineup at some point. But or last night three holidays in the same game. <laughs> yes, yes, you could do that. Full house. You could have had a full house of players. Um, you know, a couple things. You know, with Embiid still being out. You know, what do you do at center? Howard's been making value. Bradley's getting a nice run there. You know, they will go small and play Scott there. So I'm just a little too concerned about that at this moment. Um, You know, uh, I think Tobias Harris, since uh, Embiid's been out, has been terrific, but he's super expensive. Ben Simmons, the same thing. I mean, you know, we had that bizarre scratch of him the other day, but it looks like he's ready to roll Um, you know, I don't think with all the other value that I'm going to dig in for a cork Moz or Danny, Danny Green's been great. Don't get me wrong. He's been killing it and you know, you can consider him, but I'd prefer to go to either Simmons or Harris here and not even horse around. Uh, and if I'm going to have some Philly exposure, I'd like it to be to one of the main guys. Uh, you know, Harris does get some Draymond green harassment, uh, which is, is, uh, you know, not great. So, you know, I, I lean a little to Ben Simmons, but I'll tell you, Andrew, every time I'm about to push the button on Simmons, I just, I know he's great and he puts up great numbers and stuff. But when I, I realize that the dude cannot shoot outside of eight feet or less and is shaky at the foul line, I, I start thinking to myself, you know, I need a max like six dunks game from Simmons, which he can get, but I just, I'm always a little hesitant at his price. But, man, you know, this matchup seems to make perfect sense. I mean, it really does. And, you know, uh, Philly's only a a four-and-a-half-point favorite, but the number is only 217. So definite pause there. Uh, And then you have the dueling things. Great pace, both in the top six. Great defense, both in the top six. So, you know, uh, another one of those, you know, fighting battles with what is going to win out the pace of the defense. But, you know, on the Golden State side, I will say Jordan Poole, I think, is a stud, man. I love Jordan Poole. I know his price has gone up, but when he gets the opportunity, you know, he's one. He's falls into that club that I always talk about with Julius Randle and the guys that just beat their own team up to get the ball or get to the basket or get a tip or deflection. I, I love those guys that look like they're playing for your DFS team. And uh, Poole falls into that category for me. I think he'll get big minutes again. They're going to need him. I know he's going to get some Simmons lockdown, but I think Simmons may play on Wiggins because Wiggins has been scoring like a maniac. And if Poole gets to go against Korkmaz and company, uh, you know, until they bring Thibel in, unless they start him, Thibel may start and play Wiggins. I don't know, but... Either way, I don't want Wiggins because of those defensive matchups, and I do want Poole because I think he gets the soft end uh, of that. Um, After that, um, Draymond is okay. Too risky, though. You don't know if he's going to score 16 or 0 from the the real point standpoint. Dangerous, you know, dangerous, I get it. But, uh, you know, this is a a contrast of wills here. This is going to be an interesting game. But, you know, I can see myself paying up for Simmons-Harris, uh, definitely getting the value uh, in pool, and then just see how the rest of it plays out once we get, uh, you know, confirmed lineups. So, interesting game, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty
0: similar here. For me on Philly, it's it's Simmons or Tobias. Get one of the studs or pass. I don't see any prices on the peripheral guys that I, that I really like at this point. And with Simmons, we want six dunks from him to play him. I think we also want six layups. We need 12 yeah. easy baskets. Um, and you, you add that with his rebounds, assists, and steals, and then maybe he can hit value. But no, we cannot trust his shooting at all, which really does make it tough. Yeah. On the Golden State side, I also love what Poole's been doing. Don't love his price increase, especially on FanDuel. So for me, he's a little bit more in play on DraftKings where you can finagle things a little bit. And not really looking at any of the other key guys for Golden State because of that strong defense that you described. For me, it would be maybe a, a one off with these other value guys because we, we have to know if Pascal, Wiseman, Looney, are they all back in? It looks like they will be. So right. then the, the value for Toscano Anderson disappears. Uh, you know, Looney is still cheap. Uh, what happens with him how many how many minutes does he get it's a good chance I'll probably avoid these bigs for Golden State even though they're they're cheap and maybe go with a guy like Damian Lee if he's the last guy in uh, in a GPP um, you know he he could be a good scorer off the bench here but yeah not not going to do a ton with this game uh, because of those strong defenses and uh, I may just have to save a little salary for the other 10 o'clock game tonight coach Oh, that game
1: stinks. And, and and I can't wait for you to announce to everybody that you're fully fading James Harden. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: <laughs> well, um, yeah, James Harden. We're going to have to talk about him here because this is the late-night hammer. 232, the yeah. only 230 game on the slate. And Portland favored right. by 3.5 right now at home. Brooklyn on the front end of a back-to-back. They have to go to Utah tomorrow. Ooh. And this is the on paper, what you want here. We've got five of the six variables that you want. We've got uh, strong pace from Brooklyn, bad defenses for both teams, very good offenses for both, Brooklyn number one, Portland number six. The only thing we don't like is Portland's pace at 20th, and the way I see that popping up is usually down the stretch. Lillard has been carrying the team all night, and he's tired, and he walks it up And then he works his shot, and sometimes it comes at the end of the the shot clock. So the fourth quarter, the game dies a little bit with with Portland. But with Brooklyn involved, it should be up and down, lots of scoring. Uh, The question is, who's going to play? Because with Brooklyn, we know that Kyrie has been ruled out for this road trip. Shamit has been ruled out. And Harden right now has a questionable tag With with this neck issue, whatever that is. As, he's going to
1: play. I'd I'd be shocked. I know he's questionable, not probable, but I'd still be shocked if he doesn't play. Well, if he does play, I do like
0: him because it'll be it'll be Harden running the show by himself against Bo- Portland's terrible defense. Yeah. Um, so you know, what are you able to pay up for Harden, Westbrook, and Jokic? That would probably be pretty tough. But uh, those are the three guys I'm looking at for for the pay up situation. If Harden does not play for some reason, then it gets really interesting. Who who's actually going to start in the two guard spots? Uh Tyler yeah. Johnson is a possibility, Bruce right. Brown, uh how about TLC? He had right. a uh DNPCD last game. Yeah. But it wouldn't surprise me if Harden is out, if he starts and and smashes cuz he's minimum price on both sites. Yeah. So, uh you need to think about getting him in your in your lineup or at least being able to pivot to him if Harden is ruled out late. Uh, And then, you know, Johnson and Brown, depending on who starts, they could also uh, be a key value play on this slate. They're both pretty cheap. I'll probably lean towards that group of guys, the guards, as opposed to the forwards, although they're all cheap as well. Uh, Harris Green, DeAndre Jordan, we've got Blake Griffin now playing. He played 15 minutes in the first game. Only, yeah. took, only took two shots, so not a big factor yet. Claxton is a, a better play for me right now. With he his, is playing well. Playing well, good minutes. Really cheap still on DraftKings, only 3900 Yeah, there's a, there's a nice value play. On the Portland side, Lillard could go a little bit under the radar here on this slate, uh, but he's worth a look and, and a decent price, especially on FanDuel at 9400 I also like C.J. McCollum, mid 7K range in the last game against your Mavericks when they got smoked. He only played 24 minutes uh, because it was a blowout. But in the game yeah. before that against Dallas, in only killed in 28 minutes, 32-4-4. Four and four.
1: So He's an assassin.
0: He is. His stroke looks good, and he gets Brooklyn in, in their bad defense. So I, I like C.J. here. And, uh, same thing with Portland. I'm looking more at the guards. I'm not, not that interested in, in the bigs. So, uh, I probably will have two to three of these guards in my lineups.
1: Very nice. So, so what, let me ask you this question before I throw my two cents in how much is too much in this game? I mean, this will be an important, I mean, I think you have to have exposure here and, but I think everybody in the industry is going to stack the living daylights out of it. But, what what do you think is the optimal amount of guys to to roster from this game? Cuz that really is the important factor when you're when you're building. I would I would say a minimum of 2
0: and I I don't think I'll go more than 3. This isn't going to be a a big stack game for me just beca- okay. because of the other value on this slate. Um you know, I I don't I don't think I want to get 5 guys from this game. I I don't think it I don't think you need to. And the, the, some of the other values like Nikhil Alexander Walker. I mean, if you have him in your lineup, you can't get, you can't really play four of these guards. So, right. I like
1: two to three. That's. I'll tell you. I'm. We are exactly of like mind here. I think you're going to see four and five guys from this game on tons of rosters that are up there. Uh, you know, for people out out in the in the. Wonderful DFS world. But for me, it's probably going to be like two guys from this game. And, you know, I do want two key guys, but uh, I just don't think you have to force it. And I, I've just got that hunch you're going to see lots of forcing where McCollum and Covington, Canner, Harris, you know, these, these guys are just going to get jammed in there uh, along with Harden and Lillard if Harden plays. So I, you know, I think part of my build strategy today is certainly not to fade this game, but not stack it with as strong as it will be stacked in the industry. Um, I think it's an easy. I have an easy script here of what I'm going to do. I'm going to build my main slate roster with Harden, and if he does get scratched, which he is listed as questionable, but I do expect him to play, I would I could easily pivot then from Harden to Lillard. And have a few extra bucks there to work with, so that's my initial plan. Although I think we will get news on him uh, on Harden prior. Um, If Harden sits, my main guy will be Joe Harris. I think he'll get the the biggest influx of shots. And then you know, if you really want to go, you know, uh, contrarian or or something that can give you an edge, you know, you'll have to see the starting lineup. And like you said, if it's if Johnson or TLC or whomever is going to fill that role, uh, you know, that that is going to be a good play too, because they're still going to push the ball and they're still going to get a lot of shots up. So after that, you know, I'm I'm starting to want to put Claxton in a in lineup. I've, you know, I've been tooting his horn a little bit as well. We've got a a big Claxton fan, and our one of our members all, has been talking about Claxton before he even started getting in. So shout out there. But uh, I just I'm not quite comfortable with all of the rotation now with Blake in the mix and Jeff Green and all of that. Uh, not enough to where I want to put anybody in there. I will say Bruce Brown, I think defensively can give Lillard a headache, and then when he's out, give McCullum a headache. So. That's why I'm not diving to McCollum. I still think his price is a little high, and he's still a little points dependent. Uh, He hasn't gotten all the aspects of his game back, but he's shooting it real well. So, you know, uh, either Harden or Lillard is probably going to be the way I'm going to go with the main uh, guy that I roster. And then based on how it shuffles out, you know, I'm I'm going to look at uh, uh, Harris or the secondary guy I'd look for – from Portland, depending on my build, because I haven't decided on my center position, uh, Cantor's actually getting a a thought for me here because, you know, he's such a good rebounder. There's an increased amount of shots in every Brooklyn game, which means an increased chance of rebounds. Plus, uh, Portland's pace is going to be pushed up. They're going to get more shots up. And Cantor's probably one of the three or four best offensive rebounders in basketball. So, uh, you know, may end up going with uh, with Canner at the big spot. But it should be a great game. I think that, uh, you know, uh, it's pretty simple. When The fact that Durant and Irving are going to be out, if Harden plays and there's no – I don't think I've ever seen a minutes restriction on Harden. When he plays, he just plays. And, you know, I think he's probably the best play on the whole slate as long as he's uh, counted in. And I think he'll be the highest scorer on the slate as well. So I'll leave you with that little uh, nugget, not Denver nugget, Joe Stanton.
0: <laughs> Beautiful, yeah. It's, it's going to be a fun slate, starting with those nuggets and wrapping up with the Nets. Six games, I like that amount, and we've got that tidy two-game uh, after-hours slate. So we'd love yeah. to have you join the fun with us tonight in Discord. Uh, jump in here. If you have any questions, reach out to us on Twitter, at DFS Coach Talk. You can also follow the coach at J O E S A R V A D I. You can follow me at Language Olympic. Uh, If you like what you've seen here today, we'd love for you to subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Uh, Hit the thumbs up, uh, subscribe, and and hit the alert button so you know when these posts. We're going to have our golf show recorded later today. So make sure to tune in for that. And then match play, fired up match play. Yeah, absolutely. And then we'll be back again tomorrow. So. On behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hanson. Thank you for joining us today, and we'll see you tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.